time one of these individuals um, is able to be with us. And um, we presume nothing upon this place. This, this pulpit does not belong to me. It does not belong to the congregation of the First Baptist Church of North Terre Haute. This pulpit belongs to Christ. And so it is His and His alone. And so it's our great honor this morning to have with us Pastor Juan Alvarado um, and his wife Cheryl, and they serve Christ and His gospel in Mexico. And we had a stirring witness of that work this morning during our Sunday school hour and a, a very powerful reminder of our need to pray for them fervently in that great work. So help me give a warm and generous welcome uh, to this dear servant of the Lord, a man who I am unworthy to even greet this morning, Pastor Juan Alvarado. Please come and preach. Thank you, thank you. Okay. I'm going to ask you, would you read me a portion of scripture that I'm yeah. working on? <clears throat> Well, thank you again for having us over here, okay? And uh, we appreciate that, okay? And I share it with the Sunday school class, you know, to keep us in your prayers, okay? And uh, 24 hours a day, you pray for a Sunday morning, from Sunday to uh, uh, Saturday, okay? And uh, we'll never, it's, you can never get too much prayer, right? And uh, we all need your prayers. And uh, I just wanted to say th thank you again for having us here. And for being a, a part of our ministry, because if it wasn't for people like you, we wouldn't make it in Mexico, okay? We've been down there by the grace of the Lord for 32 years, okay? But uh, like I said, it's people like you that pray for us and, and, and give, share your uh, love gifts that makes it possible for us to be in Mexico, okay? And uh, right now we're having a big problem with the drug uh, cartels and the organized crime, okay? I was sharing with the Sunday school class that one, one block away from where we live, at about 3 or 3.30 in the morning, they, they broke into the man's house, they ran the carport gate, and they went in there, and they shot the man, and then they cut his heart out, okay? Just one block from where we live, so you keep us in your prayers, okay? And... Uh, uh, sometimes you want to go to the police and turn some of those people in, but you never know because some of those might be working for, with the, you know, organized crime. You, know, you can't never tell, you know, so it's, it's hard. So you, you keep us in your prayers, okay? And uh, I want you to turn with me, if you will, in, uh, in your Bibles and the book of Jonah, okay? We're going to, I'm going to ask uh, your pastor if he will read for us chapter 1 in the book of Jonah, all the chapter 1, okay, verses 1 through 17, okay? I'm going to ask him if he would help me with this, okay? Pastor Mark, if you would read chapter, Jonah chapter 1, okay, verses 1 through 17, and you can all follow with you in your Bibles, okay? 1 through 17? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with him unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, 
And there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come. And let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation? And whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am in Hebrew. And I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. And said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up, cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard to bring it to the land, but they could not. For the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible, okay? And a lot of people... This, you know, they don't want to, they say, nah, how can that be? You know, because some of the miracles that took place, especially the one about the fish that swallowed Jonah and kept him in there for three days and three nights, okay? But remember, it was the Lord that prepared the fish, okay? And over here also, we have the story of Jonah, how he was a servant of the Lord, and he was commissioned by God to do something, it wasn't hard, was it? Well, the, the, the commission that the Lord gave him to Jonah was not hard. It wasn't complicated. It was easy to understood. The word of the Lord, the Bible says, came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise. And this is, what, this is what he was to do. He was to go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, because their wickedness has come up before me. Now, is that hard? Is that hard to do this? I mean, to this message that the Lord had given Jonah? You said, nah, it wasn't hard. It wasn't complicated. It was easy to understood, okay? But the Bible says that Jonah, instead of obeying the Lord, notice what the Bible says in verse 3. But Jonah, he got up, but not to do the Lord's work. Instead, he, he rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He didn't want to obey the Lord. Remember, he got the commission by God to... To do that, to go to Nineveh and to proclaim what was going to happen. 
But instead, he went to the travel agency (laughs) and got a ticket and took off the opposite direction. But you know what? Then his problems began. And notice what the Bible says in verse 4. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. And there was a mighty tempest in the sea. So that the ship was about what? It was like to be broken. And then the Bible tells us that the sailors wanted to know whose fault. Why was this storm upon them? And let me ask you this, you know. Notice what verse 7 says, first of all. And they said one to everyone to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots, so that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. And uh, let me ask you this. Uh, when things don't go your way or they don't go right, what, what is it the first thing that comes to your mind? Why is this happening to me? You ever, ever do that, you know? Am I doing something wrong, you know? Am I not obeying the Lord? So not always, okay, but we have to be careful that, that we are obeying the Lord. Because it's, it's, not, it's not hard. It's, it's, not, it's, it's very simple to get away from the Lord. Let me ask you this. Has the Lord ever done, said something to you to do and you go, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do my own thing. Or I don't think that's right. And we begin to what? To give excuses. And we said, I'm not going to do that. I don't, think, I don't think God wants me to do that. And the Lord speaks to your heart and says, I want you to do this. I want you to go to this place. I've done that. You know, I've, I have disobeyed the Lord sometimes. You don't have to raise your hand, okay, but have you ever disobeyed the Lord? It's not hard, is it? It's very easy to do that. Not, not, and then you can't blame it on the enemy. You can't say, Satan. Now, sometimes Satan does hinder us, but sometimes a lot of it is what? It's the I. I'm not going to do that, or I'm going to do this, instead of doing what the Lord tells us to do. So when they, when they cast lots, and the Bible says that the lot fell upon Jonah, but you know what? The Bible, the Jonah confessed to the sailors, and he told them. He said in verse 10, notice what the Bible says. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew, listen, for the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord. He had told them. He confessed. He admitted it. And then you know what? He gave them the solution for the storm to stop. Notice what the Bible says in verse 12 says. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake, this great tempest or storm is upon you. So when Jonah confessed and he told the sailors, gave them the solution to stop the storm. And you know what? The sailors, they, did, they, they were a little afraid about casting him into the sea. They didn't want to do that, you know. They were afraid, you know. But so finally, the Bible says that in verse 15 that they did obey him. 
Notice what the Bible says in verse 15. So they took up Jonah and they cast him forth into the sea. And the sea ceased from her raging. And you know what? The Lord was merciful to Jonah. See, he was disobeying the Lord, but yet the Lord was merciful to him. And we do serve a God who is what? Lovable and merciful, right? And what? Slow to anger. Just think, just think back on your life. If the Lord wasn't lovable and merciful and slow to anger, would you and I be here today? In Mexico, I stump my foot on the floor, you know, sometimes, because, you know, we have concrete floors. And I tell them, I said, you know what? That's the way we are sometimes. We're God's people, but instead of obeying the Lord, our heads are what? Hard as a concrete. We don't want to obey the Lord. He gives us simple messages, you know, simple commands, and instead of obeying him, we go, nah, I'm not going to do that, you know. Or I'm going to do it my way. Or let someone else do it. I don't want to help. But anyway, so the Lord was merciful to Jonah. And the Bible says that what? Now the Lord had prepared, right here in verse 17, a great fish to swallow up Jonah. You know what? God could have just let Jonah out there in the middle of the sea, didn't he? He could have just said, okay, you don't want to obey me? I'm just going to leave you out there. I'm going to let you get all soaking up and everything and just let a shark come and kill you eat you up, cut you up in pieces. But the Lord was merciful unto him. And he prepared what? A great fish to swallow up Jonah. And he was, in the, uh, he was in the fish, what? In the belly of the fish, three days and three nights. And you know what? Then Jonah, he does something which is good for, for us to remember. In chapter 2, verse 1, he got on the right track. Notice what the Bible says. Then Jonah, what? He prayed unto the Lord his God. The best thing that could happen to us when we get in trouble is what? When we disobey the Lord. What's the best thing for us to do? To humble ourselves and say, God, I need help. I've disobeyed you. I've gotten away from you. But please help me, Lord, and direct me. Right? That's the best way to do it. All you got to do is, you don't have to get on your knees because sometimes you're not, are not able to, but if you can, to humble ourselves a little bit. Okay? And that's what Jonah did. And the Lord prepared to get, uh, the great fish and swallowed him up, and then he prayed unto the Lord. And that was a good that he got back, what? He got on the right track. Okay? And notice what the Bible says. After he prayed, Notice in chapter 2, verse 9, what happens. He says, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. And I will pray that I have vowed. And then he acknowledges something which is very truthful. He says, salvation is of the Lord. The only one that could save him, right, was the Lord. And he did it. He said, salvation is of the Lord. And then the Bible says in chapter 2, verse 10, Then the Lord spake unto the fish, and what happened? Vomited him out. He vomited Jonah where? 
in the middle of the sea? No, look, again, the Lord was being merciful to him. The Lord said to the fish, I want you to take Jonah to the dry, you know, close to the edge and spit him out, vomited him. And the fish did that. And that's something how sometimes God's creatures are more obedient than us, right? The fish obeyed. Took Jonah right up to the edge, dry ground, and spit him out. And then notice what the Bible says. In chapter 3, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, what? The second time. Aren't you glad, aren't you glad that God gives us what? Second chance. Again, think about this. What if the Lord had said, I talked to you, I spoke to you, and you disobeyed me. I'm going to wipe you off. No. I'm glad that the Lord is merciful and lovable. And that he gives me what? Second chances, okay? And he did that. That's what the Lord did, right? And the, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, look, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it, the preaching that I bid thee. So the Bible says that in, uh, in chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says that Jonah did what? After the word of the Lord came unto him, and he did what? In chapter 3, verse 3, so Jonah, he arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. See, he got the message, right? He got, he got his commission the second time. He obeys the Lord, and he goes. And then the Bible says that um, he got in there, okay, into the city, and here's what he did. He says, Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And then look, notice what happens in, ch in chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Because he obeyed the Lord in it. Notice, he says, So the people of Nineveh, Believed God. And they proclaim a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let the man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their, what? In their hands. So the Bible tells us that the people, they believe God and they what? They repented. Isn't that something? It's just very simple, isn't it? Very simple command that God had given Jonah, and Jonah almost what? Messed things up, didn't he? And the Bible says what? what? The whole city, the whole city turned, into, turned to God. You see the, the importance of obeying the Lord? And, and you might say, oh, maybe the Lord, what is the Lord saying to you 
What is, has the Lord given you a command to do something? And you, and you might be saying, uh, I don't think it's that important, you know, I'm not going to do it, you know. Let, let him or let her do it, you know. I'm just not going to do it, you know. I shared with the people, you know, in Sunday school class, you know, that um, before I, uh, I went to Mexico, I, and then the Lord was calling me to go to Mexico, and I, I said, no, I'm going to stay over here, and, and I'm going to retire, and, and sit me under an umbrella with a glass of 7-Up and a little cherry, and I'm going to construct me a swimming pool and just take it easy and enjoy life. And how long is my life here on this earth? Even if you get to live to 100 years old, how long is that? It's just what? In compared to eternity, how long is it? Very little, isn't it? Very little. Your life here on this earth is what? Just like a puff of smoke, isn't it? Like uh, when you see, have you, do you ever see, um, I got to see a little bit this morning, coming over here, uh, neblina. You know what neblina is? That looks like smoke in the mornings. You ever see it? fog you see it and then in a little while you look back and you what it's gone disappear and the bible says that that's the way our lives are they're here what for a little bit and then what we don't see it so we have to be careful okay jonah was commissioned by god and he didn't want to go now there's a lot of reasons why he didn't want to go but the main one you know i was reading some of the commentaries but the main one uh, one of the ones that I read is what because they said because the Assyrians were the enemies of God's people. But really, the, the main reason he didn't want to go is right here. You find that in chapter 4, verse uh, 2. Notice what the Bible says. And he, pray, and he even got mad. You know, he, after he preached, he sat down and he was going to see what was going to happen to the city. He wanted the city to be destroyed. He wanted God to obliterate the whole city and and destroyed all the inhabitants of Nineveh. And look, notice what the Bible says. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish. For I knew, I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger. And of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. There, there's the main reason why he didn't, he didn't want to go, you know. He knew, he said, I know that God is, you know, the message that I'm going to deliver, and then they're going to hear it, and God, if they repent, God is going to forgive them all. He was angry. Instead of being what? Instead of rejoicing because of what the Lord was going to do. Nah, he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy, you know. But anyway, so this, we have to be very careful, you know. And notice what the Bible says. The Lord answered Jonah, you know. He says, and should I not spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than what? Six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand. And also much cattle. So you see, we have a very simple message from God's word to one of his servants. And Jonah, what? He wasn't going to go. But he repented. The Lord gave him what? Another chance. The second chance. 
Let me ask you this. Aren't you glad that God gives us a second chance? But this morning, you know, is God speaking to you? Is God saying to you, hey, I want you to do this? Or I want you to do that? And you're saying, I'm not going to go. not going to go. I don't want to. I think that person or this person deserves this or this or that. I'm not, not going to do it. There's people like that, you know that? People that don't talk to each other. People that hold what grudges. In other words, says, hey, I want you to forgive that person. I've forgiven you. Has the Lord been merciful to you? He has. Has the Lord been lovable to you? He has. Has the Lord been slow to anger to you? He has. You know, if it wasn't for God being a lovable God and a merciful God and a slow to anger, I wouldn't be here today. And I'm glad that that's that's the kind of God that we have, right? And just think of all the people that were saved. And Jonah did what? He finally obeyed the Lord and went. So remember, if the Lord is speaking to your heart, you know, about doing something, don't put it off, you know. Don't run away from him. You'll get into a lot of what? A lot of trouble, you know. A lot of trouble. And then you'll wish you hadn't done that. Ooh, God. I have done that, you know. I have disobeyed the Lord, and I go, oh, no. Why did I do that, you know? I should have obeyed the Lord. I wouldn't be in this mess that I'm in if I had obeyed the Lord. So remember next time, you know, that the Lord tells you to do something and you say, and I'm not going to do it. Remember Jonah, okay? Because we do have a merciful, lovable God and slow to anger. But be careful, okay? Be careful because the Lord also has what? He has a limit, okay? So, you, you, you keep me in your prayers, okay, that I will be faithful to the Lord and not to get away from the Lord, okay? Because there's nothing good when you get away from the Lord, right? Nothing good. Think about Jonah, what happened. He got in trouble, did he? If he hadn't prayed, the Lord would have probably said to the fish, dissolve him, right? He wouldn't have, the fish wouldn't have spit him out, right? Okay? But the Lord was merciful to him and waited and gave him what? The second chance. Well, thank you, and the Lord bless you, Pastor. Okay. Thank you, Juan. And um, that, that is a thought I had not thought of before about the other option for the fish in regards to Jonah. So um, we could just be dissolved. So that's a humbling thought, and um, this is a great challenge for obedience and letting go of things that maybe are being harbored against the Lord. So let's just take a few moments and kind of reflect in prayer, ask our praise team to reassemble and lead us in a song, and then in a few moments, um, we'll, we'll adjourn with a blessing. So just take some time. Let God continue to speak through his word. Let's pray.